Welcome to the Lives of Courage podcast with me, Jessica Stong. Each week, we'll look at ways to choose courage every day, as I know even the smallest acts of courage matter. Through inspiration and action, we can grow into who we are truly meant to be. So welcome. I'm so glad you're here. I'm so thrilled to talk to you today about something that really matters to me. It's why I got into this work. It drives all that I do and it is emotional health. So often we think that cognitive behavioral interventions and practices and coaching really focuses on our thoughts and behaviors. But I think an important and necessary ingredient in all of this practice really is our emotional experience um, and our emotional health. And it really matters. It matters now more than ever, right, sweet friend? I mean, we're all seeing all of the things as, as it relates to what has come up from us or for us uh, around our emotional health. So I wanna talk about three things today. Why is emotional health so important? Why is it so hard? Why does it seem so hard? to create emotional wellness and health these days. I love a these days conversation, it's my favorite. And three, I wanna talk about steps you can take to create more space for emotional wellness in your life. So I really believe it is important and necessary and imperative, (laughs) sorry, got a tickle, um, to get clarity around our experiences of emotions. I I just am so excited for this topic, so get ready. It's a privilege. It truly is a privilege to share this information with you because I believe for so long we haven't been given the right information or the right tools, but I promise this, this information will change your life and the lives of those around you because I believe that we are called to live big and beautiful and fulfilling lives, right? And so to do that, to live that extraordinary life, to live that beautiful life full of meaning and purpose, we have to recognize that it is through our emotions that we experience the world, that we process the world, and that also that we grow and develop. The only thing preventing you from achieving anything you want in life is in your very well-meaning, but most likely mismanaged brain. My brain is mismanaged probably 70% of the time, and that's okay. My primitive brain is designed, what? To keep me safe, to keep me out of harm's way. And so it's going to tell me a lot of things. It's going to give me a lot of messages about how to stay safe. And my experience of that, like, remember, we've got that hand model of the brain, the primitive, um, where are our, our, uh, those messages of fear and danger and overwhelm and you got to stay safe at all costs, activate that emotional center, that amygdala limbic system. And so what we're doing is learning to process all of those. And we use that beautiful prefrontal cortex to help mediate that emotional experience, that, that uh, emotional c- control. And so understanding and supervising your brain and and your experience of emotions is really the key to living the life you were called to live. I really believe this. You are the one 
who will coach yourself when emotions come up, when you're feeling all the feelings and when obstacles occur, when they come up for you because they always will. And when your brain is triggered or activated or, or all the things, I want you to hear this, that all of your emotions matter. What if there aren't good emotions or bad emotions, but all emotions are okay and they are what they are? What if we could accept all of our emotions? And newsflash, we're going to talk about that. That is one of the three. That's one of the steps. I believe that's one of the three steps. I want you to know that you are strong and you are courageous and you are capable of change. You are capable of feeling your emotions now. You are here because you're ready to learn, to grow, to experience all of you. You can do this work. Okay, sorry. I just feel like I needed to say that before we dive into the science of emotion, because why not? I, it, it's a complex field. It, 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 like it's, there's so much to it. It's culture, it's mental processes, it's brain functioning, it's like societal expectations, it's social psych, it's behavioral psych. There is great power in understanding emotions and the role they play in our lives. Yes, this knowledge can be used to deepen our self-understanding. Yes. But really, I want to talk about what emotions are. They're a range of feelings that come up for us, um, that we sense in ourselves, that we perceive in others, um, and that we label with words, such as excitement, joy, happiness, right? Surprise, shame, fear, disgust, defeat, all the things. And so the way I define emotion is really... And I, you'll hear me use emotion and feelings interchangeably. So just take that into consideration. But it's simply a vibration in your body. It's all it is. It's caused by a thought in your mind. And I distinguish, we're not going to talk about this, but of course I'm going to keep talking about it, is um, this is different than sensations, like bodily sensations, like the sensation of hunger or the, sen the sensation of like, your low blood pressure or right all the all the things right um so i want to distinguish those as being different knowing that our thoughts and emotions often for me at least um influence that those bodily sensations and then vice versa those those physical sensations influence the way i i feel so there is an interplay in that and we will get to that but just know that emotions, what? They're super powerful. We got it. They drive us to action. They stop us from action. Their influence over us is amazing and all consuming at times. And um, when we understand their power, we can leverage all that we learn from them to make changes or the way that we feel them to make changes in what we understand about ourselves and our lives. And so, yes, we know emotions influence all the things, motivation, well-being, health, sense of fulfillment, decision-making skills. So many people, and this is the problem here, they walk around believing that everything is outside of themselves. All the, 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 their emotional well-being rests in others. 
people can make them feel or not feel the way they feel. We believe we have to feel a certain way because of what is happening to us. You guys have heard my story. I believed that as a result of circumstances that happened in my life, I needed to feel shame. I needed to feel overwhelmed. I needed to feel disgust for myself. I needed to feel guilt because it was my only choice. And it is not our only choice. I want to offer you a new way of seeing the world, of seeing your world and your experience in it. So please listen to me and know that this comes from a long line of cognitive behavioral interventions as well as acceptance and commitment therapy. You'll hear that weaved throughout this conversation. But you and only you, sweet friend, I want you to hear this with the compassion and goodness in, that is in my heart and of which it is intended but you are in charge of your emotional experience. You, sweet friend, are responsible for how you feel and what you do as a result of that. This is so hard for me. For so many years, I believed because of what happened to my kids or because of what someone said to me or because of my lack of financial abundance, I needed to feel bad. I needed to feel scared. But the more work you do to understand your emotions, the more willing you are to examine them and understand the role they play in your life, the more you can use all of this to change your life. There is great power, sweet friend, in working with your emotions and the thoughts that create those emotions to create the life you want to live the life of your dreams. And that's what we're going to do now. And I get a lot of questions about this. So I just want to say this so I don't forget. I make up emotions. I make up names for emotions. I believe if you can describe what they feel like, what the experience is, what thoughts are creating those emotions, just make up your emotions. If you are someone who likes to know, um, Dr. Dasher Keltner out of UC Berkeley um, and um, his colleagues, they created a list of 27 universal emotions. I'll put those in the show notes um, that, and distinct emotions. So it was, it was a study from 2017, maybe? I'm going to look that up, but it was really incredible. So you can use that list. I use um, a variety of lists in the Courageous Life Society when we're doing like emotional identification. And I really want to talk about this, why it's so hard. Why is emotional health so outside of our um, realm of understanding and also really doesn't seem achievable for so many people because we were told at a young age to deny our emotions, right? Our behaviors are shaped, of course I would say this, right? In our earliest experiences. You've probably heard me talk about this before, but there are four ways, four options you have when emotions come up, right? And you will understand your patterns as I describe these. One is to restrict the emotions. So you're like, oh, I'm not feeling this. I'm gonna bottle this so far down I'm not going to, not on my watch, am I going to feel this way? Like this, this is not okay. So we take a step up, to stiff upper lip. We decide that it's not okay. We're just going to not feel it. We will just ignore it. 
don't worry. And I think so often we are taught that in childhood. Like it's not safe to feel your emotion at, or often like, what are you crying about? You have nothing to cry about. Stop your crying, like, things like that. So I want you to think about that. Were you told that? And do you still use that in your life to, to feel? And here's the deal. The reason that we um, often don't feel well, I'll get, I'll get to that. But we don't believe we can handle the emotion. So we're like, shove it down, push it aside. And okay, the second, I have so many things I wanna say, and I wanna say them all at once. The second option we have when emotions come up is to what? Distract from them. And this is really um, useful, <laughs> right? When we don't know how to feel our emotions. It's super, uh, I mean, it's self-preservation. It's all the things. We don't know how to feel them. So we will go to Netflix. We will drink some wine. We will eat some food. We will uh, read a book. I'm not saying that not, all of these are okay if you are not using it as a coping tool, if you are choosing to do it, right? I do love a good glass of wine. Come on, guys. But it is if you were using it as a coping mechanism to avoid and to distract. That is where, and you guys know there is no judgment, there is no shame ever, 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 because you were doing what is right for you in the moment, but it can change. So let's talk about, so we can distract from the emotion. The third option we have when emotions come up for us is we can overreact to the emotion. And I use this example all the time, and I, but I get so many knowing nods. So many women, this really, this really resonates and helps them understand. Like, let's say you, so your choice, you feel anger. You feel annoyed. So you need to let everybody know you're angry and annoyed and frankly over it or over them or over the situation. Instead of just feeling your feelings, which is the fourth option, you just feel them. And I'm going to teach you how to just feel them. But those are the choices that come up for you. Um, and my, my story um, about overreacted to my emotions is my angry cleaning when I believe that no one else is helping me around the house and I'm the only one who seems to ever clean, right? So then I clean loudly and huffy, huffily. Is that a word? I think so. And I'm going to let everybody know my emotion so they know how disappointed I am, right? I'm overreacting to it instead of just feeling it, communicating how I feel in an appropriate way. So I just offer these as like, there's four options. We believe that we cannot handle our emotions. We have been told, we have been sold, we have been lied to and said, you can't handle your emotions. That will crush you. That will break you. We don't teach kids how to feel their, their emotions. My sweet, I just got a text from my mother. Sweet Theo was really down in the dumps and couldn't articulate why. And you know, I do an awful lot of emotional processing. I, um, from the Gottman Institute, did emotion coaching and I love it. I really work with it. I've done um, Becky, Dr. Becky Bailey conscious discipline courses. So I really believe in the power of teaching kids as well how to process their own emotional experience. 
But sometimes when you're four, you're just really sad and you can't exactly articulate why. So my mom texted and said, well, we know why. Theo was watching, um, he watches YouTube videos of animals, right? Normally fishing or brave wilderness, but this time it was rescue dogs, which is super sweet. I mean, it's this guy who founded a bakery and, and does these beautiful things for rescue animals. Um, I I can't, I, he, it's just, I can't remember his name, sorry. But Theo was heartbroken for these little rescue animals. So of course he was feeling the feelings and couldn't articulate why. And that happens for us, which stuck in like that four-year-old experience. And that is fine. We don't always know why we are feeling what we're feeling. And the way we do and start to feel and understand what we're feeling is by bringing intention to the process and knowing our patterns. So, so we're just doing this work bit by bit. And I see clients in frankly self resisting emotions for two reasons. One, lack of belief in ourselves. Ourselves, we think we can't handle emotion, right? But I want you to hear this negative emotions will not harm you. They cannot kill you. They cannot crush you. You can feel anything. And we create suffering by resisting our emotions. We make them worse. Thinking about reacting to emotion and compounding it, we freak out. We push the emotion away. We, I mean, all the things we create suffering. And then secondly, um, the, the, we resist emotion because we, we don't believe in the process of feeling the feeling. We don't believe that it's best or good or necessary to feel our feelings. We believe we've been sold a lie of this toxic posi positivity that we need to be positive, that we need to feel good all the time. And here's the deal. That is patently untrue. It is not the goal. That pursuit can harm us. I believe it is in some of the negative emotions, even though I don't believe, but like that, that drive us to like fear. I want to feel fear so I can feel courage. Our human experience, as I remind my dear 12-year-old, contains both positive and negative emotions. We resist emotions because we mistakenly believe that we're doing something wrong when we feel an emotion we don't want to feel. The goal of life, sweet friends, is understanding that we need all of our emotions. We need to feel sadness. Here I am, the philosopher, to understand joy. We need to see, like, feel the darkness, to see the light, fear, fear. We need to feel the fear to understand courage. It's so important for me to feel all my emotions and not, what? Restrict them, resist them, to not bottle them down. So I offer you this. And now you're like, well, okay, I know I need to feel them. What am I supposed to do now? What's next? Ah! Here's some steps you can take. Three steps. Are you ready for this? We're going to, we have three. So we know we have the ability to create, to allow, to accept, to resist emotions. And the truth is we get to choose our emotions on purpose based on what we think. But this doesn't always mean that we should be happy. We should be selecting happy and positive emotions. What 
I don't think we need to be happy and positive about, about the pandemic. I don't think we need to be positive about racial inequality all the time. I think we need to be driven and focused and committed to justice. But does that mean I need to be happy about it? No. And this is one of the big, biggest misunderstandings I see. When they think, when people go to create their thoughts and emotions, they start really wanting to just only create happier, happy emotions. And we believe that, like this, this idea that we need to be happy 100% of the time. And as I tell Henry, we're looking for 50-50. And when your experience falls below that 50%, I need to know. We're talking about this as it relates to school. And I think as parents, we want to save our children from all of those negative emotions because what our hearts, their hearts are our hearts. But when you do the work, to recognize that positive, that emotions will not kill you, you can also see that they are beneficial to your children. It is not helpful and it does not serve your children to keep them happy all the time because they need to learn in the safety of your home how to process their emotions. This is for another day and it is off topic, but. I feel like that's something very important to say. So we're gonna do three things. We're gonna feel our emotions. We're just gonna feel them, five steps, super simple. <laughs> we're gonna to commit to feeling them. We're gonna feel it to heal it, sister, right? Five steps, are you ready? One, you're gonna name it. I feel, let's take Theo's sadness. I feel sad. You're gonna locate that sadness in your body. For me, sadness is always at the pit of my stomach and oftentimes at my throat. Like I feel choked by my sadness. Oftentimes the way we describe those emotions are the way we feel. And then third step to feel your feelings, you're gonna give it a color. Don't ask, just do it. We're accessing different parts of your experience of your brain. Just give it a color. My, my sadness is like, um, a, a, I don't even know, like a deep blue, or not royal blue, not navy blue. Can't describe it, right? I just see it and I just feel it. Then you're gonna breathe into that sadness. And this is the work, is to knowing how to sit with that emotion. You guys know I teach the emotional freedom technique within the Courageous Life Society and that really requires you to sit with, to acknowledge and sit with your emotion for as long as necessary. Now, here's the deal. We can feel it and then say, okay, I've got so much sadness here that I need to put it aside and come back to it at some other point later today or tomorrow during my time of processing. I need to get work done. I need to put it aside, but I need to come back to it. So I just offer this to you as a, as a tool or as a choice. Like you can decide that you, you're gonna feel it for this amount of time, and then you're going to choose something different. 
you're going to like say, okay, I'll come back to you. Here's what we don't want to do. You don't want to shove it down so deep. You're like, oh, I don't have time to deal this. I'm just going to shove it down. And then you can't find it again. And it's shoved down. And one day it's going to come bubbling to the surface. Dun, dun, dun. I don't know why I said it. So like, it's okay if it comes bubbling to the surface. It's just what it should be. It's just the way it should be. I offered this to you. So we're just going to breathe with it. And on the other side, step five, you might create a new thought to redirect your brain to on the other side of that sadness. So if you decide, like, I, I, my heart is breaking for my child. I feel sad for my child, right? How often do we feel that? Pretty often. I feel that right now, not about this, but about something else. And I feel that sadness. I'm not going to say like, nope, not going to feel this. I'm not going to resist it. I'm not going to distract from it. I'm not going to overreact to it. I'm just going to feel it. I'm going to do the five steps. And on the other side, I'm going to have the thought, I believe that this is just what is meant to happen. Everything is happening in its own perfect time. I trust the divine for this experience. I trust my child's growth. I tr believe in my child's growth. So that's not just one thought. <laughs> so I'm gonna pick one thought out of all of those thoughts. And it is, I believe in the power of my child's brain. I believe in the power of my child's brain. And so I, I then, get to redirect my brain to that. I felt sad. It's a super helpful thing to be. And when I think I believe in the power of my child's brain, I feel committed to helping them learn the power of their brain. I feel almost hopeful. So I want you to look at that, like the new thought, how does that make you feel? Then you just have to practice that new thought over and over and over again. So that is, we're gonna feel our feelings. Boom, done, super simple. So that's it. Um, the second step we can take is to accept our emotions. So often, so first is feel your emotions, second is accept it. Um, oftentimes, and you'll, you'll understand this, I want to, um, I want my feelings to change rapidly. I don't wanna feel things. Um, I feel it and then I'm like, okay. But I want you to accept your experience, accept the process. Just that's it. Everything is working for you. Every experience, emotional experience you have, wrestling with your emotional um, experience in the world is serving you, is teaching you, is helping you grow. And the more we accept that, the more we can change it. We cannot change it until we accept it. Simples, right? Simples. Struggling with my hair. <laughs> okay. And then finally, the third step, the third tool um, is to create our emotions. And the skill of creating our emotions is something that I think everybody needs to learn. It's a lot. Um, we do it all the time in the Courageous Life Society. Like, how do we want to feel? How do, what serves us? And we just, it's our thoughts that create those those emotions. So we will um, teach more about that. I want you 
to take the responsibility for all the emotions you have, for the emotional fuel you create, the fuel you use to drive action, you are in charge. Your emotional health matters, sweet friend. And I want you to know that deep inside, when you do the work, when you create the space for your emotional health, big things happen. It has the biggest effect. I always say like the best thing you can do as a mom is, is to own your emotional experience because then that'll change your family. It will. That's why I think everyone should be in the courageous life society. I mean, come on, let's be clear. So we're teaching this. It is the most important lesson you can ever learn how to navigate your emotional experience because that is what we live in that is what where we grow that is the felt sense of the world that we are given by the divine okay i love you all sweet friends thank you for being with me here today questions hello at jessicastein.com anything else you need from me i'm always here you know courageous life society is always open for you and i have <gasps> This is my courageous, uh, I'm going to take on two one-on-one -on -one clients. If that is you, please let me know. I'm so excited. So um, love you all. I'll see you very soon. Have a great and courageous week. Thanks so much. And as always, I want to remind you, if you want more information about how to work with me, if you really um, have heard anything on this episode that you're like, wait a minute, you can go to jessicastong.com. You can learn more information about the Courageous Life Society, a group coaching membership that really helps you take all this information and apply it. And also you can get more information about one-on-one -on -one coaching. Thank you so much and have a great and courageous week, everyone.